Hey friends, it's Mark James, and it's Saturday, 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 Saturday. It's Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> and that's Sarah James, 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 Sarah James. That's me. That's you. You do that thing with your eyes when you want someone to. Say it too, enjoying it, aren't you? <laughs> you like stare at them as if like, come on, you two. Well, you were just sort of looking at me, and I was thinking, are you waiting for me to finish? You look like you were quite enjoying it. Enjoying your singing. Well, me singing your name over and over again. I thought it might be nice for you. I'm drinking some smart water. I don't know if it makes you very smart. I've got to say, of all of the water that exists that you can buy, smart water is definitely the best. It's in a recycled plastic bottle, which I think is a win. Uh, it's a 600 milliliter bottle, so you get a little bit more than you normally would. Usually you get half a litre, don't you? 500 milliliters in a bottle. But this is 600. Um, obviously it's zero calorie because it's water. It's vapor distilled water with added electrolytes. So when they, in the distilling process, they basically boil it up. It, it undergoes a sort of miniature version of the water cycle. So it leaves behind none of the grit and dirt and all that sort of stuff. I've got to say the vapor distilling process is easily the best. It's the best tasting water. It's very, I mean, it even says on the back, let me read the back for you. We don't just bottle our British spring water. Oh no. We vapor distill every drop for purity before adding electrolytes to create our distinctive, clean, crisp taste. I honestly believe that if you were to give me five bottled waters alongside each other, I could tell you what they were. Volvic always gives me a bit of a... It, it leaves a bit of a dryness in your mouth. There's sort of something at the back of the throat with Volvic. Evian's in the middle. Smart water is clearly out there in the front, way above the rest. And um, then there's all the other random... Highland spring water has a very certain taste. I could pick that out of a lineup as well. And Buxton water, well, I lived on that out of the taps for two months in Panto. I did, but uh, no, sorry, Malvern water. I did Panto in Malvern and you couldn't buy Malvern water in the shop and I was surprised. And I asked why they didn't sell it there of all places and they said, well, because it's just our water, isn't it? It comes out of the tap. <laughs> and yeah, that's exactly what it does do. So quite amazing, really. So smart water is the best. Now I'm drinking smart water to get back on top of things because today I've had a couple of whiskeys. I had a whiskey at uh, 4.30 because I'm watching this TV show on Netflix called Heist. I'm finished it now. It was six episodes. The middle one was, wasn't that notable, to be honest. But the, the middle two, sorry. But the first one... It's about this woman uh, called something Tall Chief. I can't remember her name because I've watched two other, well, f four other episodes since then. Amanda Tall Chief, is that right? Anyway, it's a heist on Netflix. And she worked for a armoured truck company briefly. She met this guy that was like a bank robber and, you know, dual heist dude and all that. And they went out with each other. They moved to Vegas. Their money started running out. So she got a job for an armoured truck company, of course. And then they started trying to work out how they could steal it. And essentially what happened is whenever they went to Bally's Casino, she drove the truck and she had two armoured guys with her that would take the money inside 
outside. So she was sitting out in this armored truck with $3 million and they'd taken a million of it into Bally's. But because Bally's was a complex, they would enter one door, they would fill up six machines inside and then they would leave via another door on the other side of the building. And this process would take about 35 minutes. So her fella realized that as soon as they went inside, she would have about half an hour to bail, drive somewhere completely different and they could be on with their escape before anybody even knew that they'd gone. And that's exactly what she did. She drove off, met him at this warehouse. They emptied all the money out of the back of the van because security wasn't like it is now, of course. And um, because this happened in the early 90s. And then they got on a little private plane. They'd mailed $3 million in separate boxes through the US postal system to themselves somewhere else. And she, whilst on the plane dressed up like a little old woman and he dressed up like her grandson and then they got off the plane together and she was in a wheelchair with a grey wig and all that sort of stuff on. So that was one. Anyway, the last episode was about this guy that worked for this company. Pappy, uh, Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve Whiskey was the popular one and it was selling for like $1,000 a bottle and it still does now. It's like £1,600 a bottle at the moment. But um, it was $1,000 a bottle, and it was really easy for employees to steal it. So this guy used to steal cases of the stuff and knock it out. And because he was doing that, and he was also a big softball player and gym you know, guy, he started st- selling steroids because he had so much money. Then he started buying weapons, and he was doing stuff with them. And before you knew it, he became this crazy, you know, got wrapped up in all this criminal thing. Anyway, all this talk of whiskey got me thinking. So I went in the kitchen. I decided I wanted a whiskey. So I looked up on the shelf and we've got a lot of whiskies. And the first one that I always gravitate to is a Glenfiddich. I think that's my favorite. Glenfiddich, Glenmorangie, um, Talisker. I don't know what else then. Or a JB Rare. I do like a Jim Beam, but a Jim Beam is um, a bourbon. I mean, straight whiskey. So. So all of those are so all of those are straight. If I'm just having that with ice, and I do always have ice. To be fair, uh, Sarah's right though. If I'm having a bourbon and I'm mixing it with coke or something, then my go-to is Jim Beam Easy. I also like a J and B Rare, which is um, a straight whiskey as well. It's blended though. Anyway, so I went in there and there were, I thought I was going to have a Glenfiddich, but when I poured it into the glass, there was probably only half a measure really. So I just drank that still standing at the shelf <laughs> and swirled it round and make sure I cleaned the ice off uh, by swilling it. And then I got out the, um, there was one bottle of all the bottles in there. There must be 20, 30 bottles of whiskey. One of them wasn't open and it was the Johnny Walker red label. And I thought, well, I quite like that with ginger. And I knew there was cans of ginger in the fridge. So I then poured a Johnny Walker and I put ginger in and I drank that. So that was all good. Anyway, then Sarah came home and we were half tempted to go on a little mini break or go to a spa or something like that. We couldn't decide. So instead, we just went out for a meal and took Joshua with us. And I had a pint there as well. And Sarah had a cherry uh, beer. Was it cherry lager? Cherry beer. Cherry beer. You like it a lot, though. It's called what? Belgian. It's Belgian. Creek. Creek. Creek cherry beer. Belgian. So, um... Yeah, I was going to have a Birra Moretti, which is my favourite. It's Italian, but they didn't have any left. It was on tap. I really like it. So I had a beer there as well. 
And then we had a meal, and my meal was called Bear Grills, and it was named after, of course, Bear Grills. And it was like a mixed meat thing, a platter. I don't normally get that, but I did fancy a steak, just to remind myself why I never order steak. I think steak is largely overrated and overpriced for what you get. And to be fair, this was a mixed meat platter, and the steak was the worst thing on it. It was only a five-ounce ribeye, but you could clearly see where a 10 ounce ribeye had been cut in half <laughs> and it was just average i asked for it raw and it was more medium and then um a uh, rare sorry not raw i asked for it rare and it came medium just a bit you know just average steak is really average unless you go to a proper steak place and you get like a tomahawk or something i'm really amazing um what's the uh, porterhouse that's the one i like a porterhouse that's when you get like a 20 ounce isn't it a big porterhouse i don't mind that with stuff on it and all that that's different or in madeira um steak on a stone that's good then they bring you loads of rare uh, raw steaks and they bring you this boiling hot stone and you can cook your own steak on it and then you put the condiments and garlic and stuff on the stone and then you put the steak on top and that's a really nice thing because that's about the theatrical value of cooking the food but um so there was that anyway but the sausage was nice there were two sausages that were delicious there was a big chicken breast which is very succulent and there was some belly pork and that was delicious i really do like belly pork uh, joshua had mussels and bread and some uh, chips mules and frites i guess you'd call that and sarah had uh, a camembert with these little a baked camembert with these little crusty things and this halloumi what were they like halloumi and something um, two things mixed together courgette, courgette. A, a fry it was like fried wasn't it a fritter yeah a halloumi and courgette fritter and uh we had a nice little meal it was very good anyway i just came home and uh needed a poo and i managed to have a little bit of a one but it's not all out so i'm thinking it's going to drink water and feel good for a little bit um for maybe half an hour <laughs> just you know see if i can flush it out so that was that and that's the day basically tomorrow's sunday and then my summer tour of modern magic my show starts on monday so as from monday i'll have so many gigs to tell you about because i'll be gigging four and five days a week it really kicks off from next week the first week i'm scarborough back every single day um, Monday to Thursday and then the week after that I'm down in Cornwall which is one of my favourites I've been to Cornwall during the duration of this podcast I went down there last year you remember I went and had that delicious ice cream and stuff and walked around so I'll be down in Cornwall for a few days and then up to Burnham and Donnerford which are just below Bristol and then home then the week after that I'm in Great Yarmouth for the whole week but Sarah and Joshua are coming with me to Norfolk I forgot to tell you I rang Ollie and said we'll come and see him one day and he said to let him know um then the week after that i am in blackpool nice and local and then the week after that something else and the whole tour just kicks off so it's it's a lot of gigs over the next um the next seven weeks so that'll be good get me back to proper work and i'm going to try and be healthy throughout it that's the plan to match i find it a lot easier to be healthy when i'm matching healthiness to working that's the main thing now, speaking of health and unhealthiness, I have to give a shout out to my uh, dear friend, Nathan, Nate, uh, who has got coronavirus and his uh, girlfriend, Miley, she has it too, and she's pregnant. 
Now, Nate, you may remember, I got into coffee recently. He's a big uh, black coffee fan now. And he started uh, grinding his own beans and he got a V60 and he makes V60 at home and all of that stuff, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. And um, yeah, he told me that he's not well. So I'm giving a shout out. Now, what's funny is he um, had to quarantine for COVID because he was in a bubble with someone else that got it. So him and Miley have had a quarantine for 10 days. They've already had one jab. And then he went back to work after quarantine finished for three or four days, as I understand it. Now he's got it and so is she. So he'll have had like 20 odd days of just doing nothing and quarantining this month, which drives you insane, doesn't it? So I know they're not loving it because he's, uh, he's got a lot of get up and go, this guy. I'll tell you something about Nate that he might not mind me saying. Um, when I first met him, I thought he was a bit of a tit. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I did say I was going to talk about you. I did. He was a young lad and he was on a team at Haven and he was a bit all over the place and a bit sort of, um, I don't know, how do you describe someone who's just a bit erratic and not somebody who I ever imagined would ever take on any responsibility is what I thought he was. He reminded me a lot of me, actually, when I was a bit younger. But, um, yeah, just someone who I didn't think would take on any responsibility. And then he got given an entertainment manager job at, at this company. And I remember saying to our mutual friend, Andy, I won't fully name him, but Nate will know who I mean, Andy G. Um, I remember saying to him, do you think that's a good idea that he's been given an entertainment manager job? He's absolutely off his head. And he went, no, nah, he's a good lad, mate. He's a really good lad. I'll tell you one thing. I always thought he was a brilliant presenter. I always said he was a really talented presenter and great on stage with a mic in his hand. And when he got the entertainment manager's job, I always thought to myself, if he just leads the team from the stage with the microphone, he'll do really well. And he did all right. He turned into a good ends manager. And whenever I worked on a team that he was the manager of, I thought to myself, he really, really surprised me. And then we were friends on Facebook. And the amount of respect that I have for this lad has just grown and grown and grown over the years. When I see the way that he is with, you know, building his home life with uh, Miley and, you know, going towards becoming a father and all that sort of stuff. And the conversation that the conversations that I have with him, I just think he's turned into a really, really good dude. So uh, massive shout out to Nate, um, who admittedly I did think was a bit of a tit at first. But now I love and respect dearly. He's a really good dude. So um, there you go. And uh, I hope you both get well soon. Um, that's today's pod. <laughs> Anything you want to say, babe? Bye, the friends. There you go, then. Bye, the friends.